0: I'm sure that you've met people, I certainly have, and I can see this in myself sometimes too, where I can see everybody else's behavior and attitude but really be blind to my own bad attitude or my own really poor behavior. And yet, what I was blind to were my own faults and my own feelings and what was happening inside of my heart. The Bible is the mirror. It shows us what we really look like, not what we think we look like. Up today on Bridges is the girl in the mirror, and if you're a guy, just put the word guy over girl, uh, and this, what I share with you today, is a really important lesson that I learned when we were doing a master bathroom remodel, and it went completely Wrong. So first of all for the remodel, I had to come up with something that was really budget friendly and pitch it to my husband and when I got him to say yes, I was so happy and then we found someone who gave us a good quote on doing the job and one of the things that I really wanted to have done was to remove the really large mirror off the wall. And in that master bath, instead of having one large mirror, I wanted two smaller mirrors, kind of one over his part of the sink and one over my part. Now, usually removing a mirror from a wall, you know, I mean, it's not the easiest thing for a big mirror like that, but it can be done. So here's how it went. The people came to start that part of the job. And when they removed the mirror, things did not go as they planned. Uh, When I came home uh, that evening and they had to let me know that something had gone wrong, I'm thinking, okay, well, what is it? And they said, "Uh, well, when we removed the large mirror from the wall, out came with the mirror several large chunks of drywall. And not just small uh chunks of drywall like not just my fist but my husband's fist and there was still room there were 8 marks like that in the wall so it's not like that can't be fixed but that meant that it would cost more. So one thing I've learned with construction projects is that they usually take longer than we think, and they usually cost more (laughs) than the budget that we set up. And it was going to slow down the timeline because now the people doing the job had to fill in that drywall and do the mudding, the taping, the sanding. So they're like, you know, Monica, it's going to take longer. We've got other jobs we have to go to, so we're going to have to leave you like this until we can get back. So... Not the best situation in the world, but I learned pretty quickly that the entire bathroom was still fully functional other than there's no mirror in there, but you could still brush your teeth and floss, take a shower, do any of that. Just, I couldn't do my makeup in there or you couldn't see yourself. And one day while I was in there as we're making these adjustments, I realized that I can see everything in this bathroom but me. And as I thought about that, this scripture came to mind out of the book of James. And I'm sure if this is a popular verse, I'm going to read it from 23 to 25 out of the amplified. It says, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away He immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and who faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. So... You know, many times when we hear Scripture and we read, we give that mental consent. I can remember on a couple of times listening to that verse and thinking, okay, well, what does that mean to forget what you look like? Like, I can't really think that I ever forgot what I looked like. But as I was looking at this master bath with no mirrors where I can see everything but me, A couple of thoughts occur to me. One is the scripture, and then to ponder on what does the Bible mean when it says you walk away and you forget what you look like? And I'm sure that we've all had this experience. Have you ever walked by a mirror or a glass that you can see your reflection and you kind of go, because you didn't realize that you look like that? Or I've had times where I go out to lunch with my friends and when I get in my car and I look in the mirror, there's food in my teeth, but nobody said anything. And you're like, I didn't realize that I looked like that. You think, why didn't somebody tell me I had broccoli between my teeth or that my hair is messed up and there's a piece of hair sticking straight up, which happened to me exactly before we started filming this. There's always that one piece of hair. But what I'm saying is there are even times that I've seen like a group photo And I look at all the people in the group photo and I think how nice they all look. But then I look at me and I think, well, that's not what I look like. That's awful. But then as I think it through logically, if everybody else looks good and if they all look like them, then that means that that's an accurate picture of me too. So truth number one that I want to share with us today is the Bible is telling us to look in the mirror The Bible is called a mirror because the Bible shows us what we really look like, not what we think we look like, and not how we sometimes justify the wrong things that we do. But the Bible gives us a true picture of what we look like. I'm sure that you've met people, I certainly have, and I can see this in myself sometimes too where I can see everybody else's behavior and attitude, but really be blind to my own bad attitude or my own really poor behavior. I want to share with you a true and and a painful story in my life about a time that I became really aware of seeing someone else's faults very clearly while looking at my own and uh, just kind of thinking, well, you know, I'm doing all of the right things. And so I'm going to call this person Nikki, not her real name, but Nikki is someone that I love and care very much about. That is at the present time of this filming, a prodigal, someone who once had faith, And who's come to a place of rebellion in her life and has come to a place of using drugs. And so I certainly pray for her a lot and have spent a lot of time in fasting and prayer. In fact, I set aside Tuesdays and Thursdays in my schedule to pray for prodigals that I know and prodigals of of my friends, adult children or whatever. And if you have a prodigal that you're praying for and you'd like me to join you in prayer, I invite you to go to my website and just go to the contact page and let me know the name of that prodigal. And I would be honored to pray with you and for you, for your prodigal. It's just really hard, absolutely heartbreaking to see somebody turn their back on their faith. And in Nikki, as I looked at her, what I could see are those very dangerous and sinful choices. I could see her seeming lack of regard for family and friends showing up late for family gatherings or showing up and not being sober. I heard a lot about her anger and her grudges toward people in the family or friends, talking about other people like they just do everything wrong and how she's been wronged. And, you know, I see her over the top anger and just lashing out. And quite honestly, while I'm burdened and while I fast and while I pray, I knew God was pleased with the prayers, I know that he's pleased when we fast and we do that in faith. And I had this list of things that I'm praying for Nikki and like that's how I saw it. But as I really started looking into this passage of Scripture, into the book of James, and seeing about how the Bible really is a mirror to us and having that experience in our master bath where I could see everything in the master Bath totally fully functional, but what I couldn't see me, I became aware that that's what happened in my relationship with Nikki. Yes, God's pleased that I love her. God's pleased that I'm fasting and praying. God is always pleased when we operate in faith. I mean, the Word of God says that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That it is impossible to please him without faith. That's the book of Hebrews. And yet, what I was blind to were my own faults and my own feelings and what was happening inside of my heart. Now, if any of you, if you have ever loved a prodigal, if you have ever loved someone that is involved in any type of substance abuse, be that drugs or alcohol, you know the pain that that presents. You know the feeling of being totally out of control of a situation where you see someone literally going down all the wrong paths, doing things that could get them locked up in prison. Uh, They could get into a car accident and hurt people because they're driving out of their right mind or they're drinking and driving. All of those things that for anybody would cause us concern. I don't think that our faith means that we're not concerned about those things. The Bible does tell us not to worry. This is an area really that we have to learn to let go by faith, do everything that we can in the natural, and pray and trust God to do the part that we cannot do, the supernatural. And truth number one is to look into the mirror of God And not just pray about everybody else's faults, failures, problems, addictions, but to really allow the Word of God to speak to us, to look at what we really look like. And as I got challenged through that master bath remodel gone wrong and started to pray and ask God to show me what I looked like in my relationship with Nikki, he began to show me that what I was blind to was how I was so angry with her. Now, the Bible says to be angry and to sin not. And a lot of times as Christians, if we see somebody angry, we're quick to judge that. But there is a place for anger where it doesn't go over to the sin category. But what I saw in my anger with Nikki is that on occasions, it went over to the sin category. That on occasions, I was growing in resentment and bitterness toward her. Some of my thoughts went like this, and if you've loved a prodigal or somebody that's addicted, uh, whether that's drugs or alcohol or some other life-controlling problem, I sometimes felt toward Nikki like, you know, we could just have a really good life if you would just obey God and if you just wouldn't do X, Y, Z, and if you would get your act together, and here I am, The a good Christian person trying to help you get your act together, but you're just rebelling and you're just being a prodigal. Here's the thing. Again, my faith, my prayers, my fasting, all of that pleases God. But those things are not an excuse for what was building in my own heart. And without the word of God being my mirror, without me being the girl in the mirror, without me looking into God's word and saying, okay, God, Nikki certainly has some very concerning problems. Yes, Nikki needs divine intervention, absolutely. But so did Monica Schmelter. Look with me at truth number two. The first truth being to look in the mirror, being the Bible. The second, to listen carefully, that when we look in the Bible, we don't just pray for solutions. We don't just pray to get out of problems, but we just very fearlessly and filled with faith ask him, show me, God, what I really look like. Show me what I look like so that I can repent and so that I can become more like you. I'm going to read to you Matthew 7, uh, verses 4 and 5, and I'll read this these two passages out of the New International Version. And this, again, is a scripture that we hear quoted all the time. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see more clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The plank in my eye (laughs) and Monica Schmelter's eye is that resentment, was that over-the-top anger, that blame that I felt toward Nikki, like, you're just ruining everything. You know, if I invite you over and we just want to have a good time, you show up late... You don't show up in your right mind. I'm afraid for you to be out driving. And how about all those times that I wake up in the middle of the night concerned and I walk the floor and I pray. And quite honestly, sometimes I'm just thinking, you know, I just want to go to sleep. Like, I just don't want to have this problem in my life. And again, let me say this. It's good to pray for people. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens, and in doing so, we fulfill the law of Christ. Part of what I was doing was really faith-filled. But another part of what I was doing, I was blind to. I was blind to the plank in my own eye. I was so concerned about Nikki and what she was doing wrong and how she could end up in jail or how she could end up in prison and how she needed to quit doing drugs and all of that that I was blind to the fact that I was angry to the point of sin. I was able to see how she held grudges against family and friends, but I was blind to the fact that I also was holding a grudge, that I also was over-the-top angry. But remember, we're talking about the girl in the mirror And the first truth is to look in the mirror. And the second truth is to listen carefully. And once I understood that I had a plank, well, actually several planks, that I had these planks in my own eye, once I was able to see that, once I was able to see what I really looked like to God, because remember... The Bible is the mirror. It shows us what we really look like, not what we think we look like. Any time now in my life that I'm able to call out all the sinful behaviors of other people, and I find fault with all of that, but basically I'm not seeing anything wrong here, I know that means that I need more time in the mirror. I know that that means I've stopped looking in the mirror that I stopped listening carefully to what the Holy Spirit would say to me about Monica Schmelter. Now, some people use this second verse, second verses that I read out of Matthew 7, 4, and 5, and they basically say that these verses mean, well, unless you're perfect, you can't talk to anybody else about their problems. I remember once at a women's meeting many years ago, a woman, one woman says to the other woman, well, you can't talk to me about smoking cigarettes because you overeat and gluttony is a sin, just like smoking is not good for your health. You all. That's just, if none of us could talk to anybody about anything unless we were perfect, like nobody would have any type of conversation. What the Bible tells us is it tells us that we're first to look at ourselves. We're not called to resolve all of everybody else's sin. But we're called to deal with ourselves first. And then it says that once we've looked in the mirror for ourselves, once we've listened to what the Holy Spirit says and we've repented and we've obeyed, then it might be a time to have a conversation with somebody else. And it's not that holier-than-thou, like I just prayed and repented, and now here I am to tell you everything you're doing wrong. No, no, no. That's, that's not how Christianity works. It's more like once I've been a grateful recipient of God's mercy, once I've gone to him and said, you know what, God, in this whole thing with Nikki, I've gotten myself into an area in which I am just out of control. Like I am worried all the time. I am heartbroken. I am angry. I am mad. And I need your restoration. I need your forgiveness. I need your help. So once I've looked into the mirror and I've started to listen carefully, that repenting brings times of refreshing. That's what the Bible says. So when I start getting refreshed by the Lord... And when he purifies my heart and as he cleanses me and as I become grateful that, wow, that was not easy to admit what was going on in my heart. It was not fun. But man, God, I am so much closer to you now. You've shown me once again how your mercies are new every morning. And you all with that kind of a refreshing with that kind of an understanding of how God works, then if there's somebody in our life that we need to sit down and have that hard conversation, then our heart is right. Then our heart is prepared. Then we are coming to the person with a pure heart, with a heart that is concerned for them, not judgment, not blame, but a heart that says, I love you. I'm really concerned for you. This road that I see you on is going nowhere fast. And I'd like to know if, if I can help you with this, if you'd allow me to pray with you. Now, at the time of this filming, you know, I haven't seen changes yet in Nikki, but I trust by faith that I will. I understand that in this journey, and this is another thing for us to understand, in this journey of faith, the point is to become more like Christ. The point is that the nature and the character of Christ is formed in me. So this involves looking at the girl in the mirror. This involves look. This involves listen to the truth. And then truth number three is this means that we lean into Christ because we can look in the mirror and see what we really look like. We can listen and we can hear what we're doing wrong, and that gives us zero power to change anything. But when we lean into Christ, when we become to take on that very humble posture in our hearts to say, God, I'm powerless to stop my worrying, I'm powerless to stop being angry, but would you help me? So many times when we have these red flags pop up, and for me, a red flag (laughs) that I began to learn about in the, the master bathroom remodel that went completely wrong is whenever I see everybody else, but I can't see me, when I can point out, oh, they're doing this wrong, they're doing this wrong, they're doing this wrong, but I'm not thinking anything about me, I know right there. Red flag, Monica. Not enough time looking at the girl in the mirror, not enough time listening to what the Holy Spirit says, not enough time leaning into Christ for the strength. He says his grace is sufficient. Doesn't mean this walk is easy but his grace is sufficient. And in my life, with my prodigal Nikki, God's grace is sufficient. When that fear just begins to settle on me and I feel like there's no peace and there's no help and there's no hope, and I just want to grab her and just say, Stop it! The grace of God gives me what I need to stop that. Again, not easy. I mean, we're talking, this is why it's a relationship. It's an ongoing lesson that we learn and that we keep learning. And he helps us. And when I see what I really look like, and I've allowed his grace and mercy to pour over me, then I'm in a much better place to talk to Nikki, my prodigal, or anybody else for that matter. This master bath uh, remodel gone wrong taught me so much about human nature. We can read a verse like that in the book of James. It says, you know, you go to the mirror, you see what you look like, and then you walk away and you forget. And we just kind of quote that and be like, you know, you're blessed if if you hear the word and then you obey it. And amen, that's true. But sometimes we miss those subtle and not-so-subtle nuances of the Word of God that says, Hey, don't forget what you look like. Hey, don't forget about the mercy and grace that I load you up with every single day. So along with today's teaching, I've got some online extras if you want to study this out a little bit more. If maybe you've got a prodigal in your life and you'd like me to join you in prayer If you're like, you know, I want to spend some more time looking at the girl in the mirror or the guy in the mirror, I shared with you three truths today that will absolutely transform your life as you apply them. And that's to look at the mirror and the mirror being God's word. And then to listen to what it really says. Let God, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So many times we read the word of God just to solve a problem that we're going through. And the word of God will do that. But the word of God is bigger than what we think our problem is. And sometimes the root of our problem is like way different than what we even think. So when we listen, it allows God to talk to us. And then when we lean into Christ, this is where strength comes. The first two steps are informational, more or less. If we don't lean into Christ for the strength we need, that transformation won't happen. The Bible says that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and that it will quicken our mortal bodies, that it will give us what we need. So if you want to be quickened today, if you want that supernatural strength, Just begin to look in the mirror, to listen to the Holy Spirit, and then lean with everything you've got into Christ and allow him to show you the girl or the guy in the mirror and allow him to help you with it. I am out of time. We will see you next time. Uh, Until then, we say goodbye and God bless you. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings and interviews. It's easy to do. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter and click subscribe. Once you are subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available to view. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicasmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, call 615 615- Seven five four zero zero three nine, or email prayer at ctm.tv.org. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe.